Yeah, buddy. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for taking some time this afternoon. Yeah, you're welcome, man. So, 609, so you're Jersey? I am New Jersey. Nice, nice. I have a I have a second place back there. My wife's back there, a little town of Barnegat, New Jersey, where she grew up. So we have a little summer place back there. That is uh, <laughs> tremendous. We're um, right outside of Atlantic City. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, just right down the road. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, uh, first off, congratulations on the new book, Rockstar Hitman. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome. So you, uh, I mean, you've written some other books, but this is definitely a, a departure. Uh, how did this book come about? You know, I, I've wanted to write fiction for as long as I've been an author, which has been since about 1994 when I first started writing my first book called Making Music Your Business, which was essentially kind of a music business how-to book uh, written from a musician's perspective to other musicians kind of cutting through all the BS about the music business. Um, and then I, 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 um, you know, I wrote a lyric and poetry book that I self-published through Blur back in around, I don't know, 2010 or so. And then I wrote, uh, my life with death, which is my memoir that was published by Simon and Schuster. And then I did another kind of follow-up memoir, more life with death back in 2000. I think that came out around 2000. Uh, I don't know, 2000, I guess it came out 2019 when that came out. Um, so all this time, you know, I've written these sort of autobiographical kind of works, you know, and um, I was in, I was in South America and, um, and uh, I, I, the idea came to me about the friend had called me, he said, where are you in the world today? I said, I'm down in Brazil. And he goes, man, he goes, to all of us out here, we think you're a rock star, but for all we know, you might be working for the CIA or for some clandestine agency <laughs> being Jason Bourne. You know, I said, wow, dude, that is a great idea. So that's really, really where the idea came from. I was like, ah, yes, I landed on a on a fictional idea, and of course, you know, I I, I always liken it to like John Grisham. You know, he was a lawyer, mm-hmm. who then you know started writing fiction novels, but they're all about you know kind of his life as a lawyer. It's a world he knows, kind of bloom where you're planted, you know. And so I, I'm kind of the same thing. I'm sort of the John Grisham of of, of rock and roll fictional sort of, you know, things because I can be somewhat autobiographical because I can always bring in, you know, some reality to it um, because I've lived a life, at least of a rock star, not a hitman, mind you. And um, <laughs> so I can at least bring, you know, kind of tie these two worlds of the fictional uh, fantasy stuff in with the reality of, of, uh, of a rock and roll life. Nice. I was telling someone about the book and they said, oh, so it's, it's like, uh, Rick Springfield on General Hospital, doctor by day, rock star at night, except like, you know, to the extreme because it's somebody from Megadeth. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like being in Megadeth. Killing is my business and business is good. You know, so <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I've gotten through some of the book. I'm looking forward to finishing it. And this is just, I mean, I, I you know, I'm doing some more research. I obviously know you very well from Megadeth, but Elveson Music Productions, Films, Book Company, Coffee, coffee Company. Is there anything you don't do? Well, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm kind of trying, you know, it's not even like I'm trying to do it, to be honest with you. It's all kind of, you know, it sort of fell in my lap these last, um, you know, four, five, kind of five years. You know, I, I and, and quite honestly, none of this stuff is my idea. I, I'll, I'll be totally honest. You know, I, a friend of mine said, hey, you should take this little group that you like. You saw it play at a high school. You should take them in the studio and produce them. And I did. And this group is Dalski and they're young, four young ladies and. I produced them, and I said, look, my goal is to take you from the high school to the concert stadiums. And we did just that. You know, mm-hmm. I took them, I produced them, I put two records out through. That's why I formed my record label. 
I got him on the Warp Tour a couple of times, and I got him signed off to Hopeless Records. And, you know, they're on their way, and they're, they've now got their own career. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the label kind of became a part of that, of course, um, kind of out of necessity. But then I thought with the label, you know, let me have it available so I can put out other things that I produce and I, I you know, even create work on myself. Um, you know, then from there, a production girl from Megadeth actually introduced me to uh, a coffee roaster. And that's how we started Ellison Coffee because she says, look, I know how much you love coffee. A friend of mine actually has a coffee roasting business. So, you know, she, she encouraged that and that's how Ellison Coffee started. And, um, you know, now the film, um, you know, now that I learned how to do a record company and I do coffee, it's like, well, film can't be too much different, you know? So, so now we have this little, uh, uh, found footage horror movie called dwellers that, um, that we're going to put out uh, later this year, uh, through Ellison films. And, um, yeah, it's kind of turned into, you know, it's kind of, I've kind of made a little full-time job for myself away from being a bass player now, running all these little companies. Yeah, I uh, I got to uh, to chat with uh, briefly with uh, Mr. Mustaine uh, when he was doing the thing in Philly with uh, the Megadeth beer. Uh, you guys mm-hmm. kind of got this, you got have beer at night at the concert, and then they should have Elvis and coffee to, to work off the hangover the next morning. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, we can sober you up to get you home and, yeah, and shake off the hangover the next day. So we, between me and Dave, we got you covered. You know? Nice. Uh, speaking of Dave and Megadeth, uh, the new record, how, how's it coming along? Where are you at with that? Coming along. It's coming along. Yeah, we're, we're finishing it up. Um, you know, when we started it, it's funny. This, we've been out working on this record for four years because uh, we, we essentially started, started in 2018. Um, and, and it's a long time, obviously, but there've been some setbacks. I mean, obviously last year was just a wash with COVID mm-hmm. the year before that Dave, uh, was undergoing his throat cancer treatments, which he's come through successfully. So, you know, kind of two, two of those four years, you can kind of almost just throw them in the trash, you know, because of, of how things went and look, being home off the road, uh, with COVID has allowed maybe a more focused, um, effort on the record um, on one level. But at the same time, um, you know, you know, Dave going through those cancer treatments, you know, that isn't just like, you know, you go to the doctor, you get your shot, you come home, you go back to work. I mean, that, you know, he, he needed some time, you know, to, to mm-hmm. really uh, heal. You know, we did do a, a, a two, two month tour last exactly a year ago over in Europe with five finger death punch. And, and that was a great way to kind of, I think, give everybody confidence that, you know, Dave is back and he can perform and he can sing and, um, and, um, you know, but, but it was probably a good thing that we didn't sort of, you know, whip the horse too much and make, make the beast work too hard uh, of Megadeth and that Dave was able to have some time to, to just rest and recuperate from that, you know? Um, so um, you know, good things have come from the pandemic, um, which seemed pretty bleak a year ago, you know. Um, and one of those things, too, you know, with the record is is to just be able to take the time and, and and listen to things and go in and make them better. And, you know, I think I think back to the first couple records we made. I mean, because essentially Killing is My Business and Peace Cells were kind of written around the same time. A lot of those songs were all kind of written in those first couple of years. And, you know, we had nothing but time. I mean, you got your whole life to write your first record and about nine months to write your second one, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as the story goes. So it, it's been nice this many years into our career to just step back and go, you know, let's not just rush this record out. Let's take our time and let's really craft 
the right record for this phase of our lives and for this phase of our career. So that's exactly where album 16 is at right now. Awesome. Well, you touched on Dave's health. I wanted to ask you about that. It's great to hear that he is doing well. A um, couple other uh, music projects uh, uh, to Rockstar Hitman still uh, doing, is it Lucid, I think it was called, or is that still a thing? Yeah, it's funny. I just had a call with our manager on that, literally right before you and I jumped on the phone here. Um, and because that that's it's funny, it, it's, um, you know, Drew was Drew Fortier, who's in Lucid's uh, also is the uh, director, writer and star of the um, Dwellers film and also my uh, collaborator with Rockstar Hitman book. Um, <laughs> you know, he sent me some songs last year that he and Mike Heller, who plays drums for Fear Factory, they were working on these tunes, and this, this the sound of this lucid thing is it's, it's very radio friendly. Just good news for you. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's kind of a Stone Temple Pilots meets Cheap Trick. It's 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 just these really just cool little three four minute songs, big choruses. You know, Vinny from uh, Sponge is singing on it, and um, we all love Sponge and sound of his voice, and and so it was really this great collaboration. And it's actually the funny on the cover of the book. That is actually a picture of Vinny. Uh, he gave us that picture with permission to put on the cover. He said, "Hey, that's a good-looking rock star right there. Can we just use your photo to put on the cover of our book?" <laughs> so he, uh, so you know, Vinny's very much part of the story, uh, not by name and not his career, you know, in, in any fashion. But you know, again, it's great to have his image on the book, and then the fact that we wrote this this record. Um, under the band name Lucid, um, was kind of this sort of fictitious name. It's kind of like our character of the book is Sledge. This, this is, you know, this is kind of, Lucid has essentially become kind of Sledge's band. You know, that was sort of how it, as we were writing it and develop, developing it, we thought, you know, if Sledge could come to life and get on stage and you could really see Rockstar Hitman on stage, like Lucid is the, is the sound of that band. So, um, you know, we've, we've created a, a bit of a soundtrack to the book. Um, and, and I guess maybe even the movie, it's kind of hard of the movie because it's a found footage film. So in found footage genre, you generally don't have soundtracks, but I think this one will <laughs> with lucid lucid will become, you know, we kind of inadvertently wrote our own soundtrack, yeah. uh, for both the book and the film. So all these things will be coming out probably late summer. Um, these things will all be, be coming out. So we're just, you know, getting them in the system and ramping them up and, and getting them, getting the machinery rolling right now. Awesome. And, uh, the other music project, how much fun is it to go on stage with metal allegiance and just jam? It's, it's awesome. You know, <laughs> though, in fact, we just circled an email about a week ago, uh, looking to start writing, uh, the next album. And, um, and it's funny cause Mike Portnoy, who of course has been in dream theater, but also he, He's, he is the epitome of the entrepreneurial musician, you know. Um, he's in, like, 85 bands, and somehow he <laughs> makes them all work. Um, and, um, you know, he, he always said, he goes, but the first album is easy because that's when it's fun. It's like dating, you know. Everything's great. You find no flaws. Everything's awesome. Album two, he said, that's where all the troubles come because now, you know, you know kind of the creative path. You've been around each other enough to kind of be annoyed by certain things about each other. <laughs> um, yet you know each other's strengths. And, of course, some money's probably circulated. So now you kind of see how people behave around money and contracts and deals. So, you know, Mike always said, he goes, I find album three. If you can make it to album three, you'll probably survive. 
Um, and I, and so I took note of that. I thought I, I, you know, Mike's a good friend of mine, and I, 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 that, I didn't, I'd never heard that one before in you know, my whole career. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to pay attention to that. So I've got a few things, you know, even my Ellison solo band were looking at album, what would be now album three. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's kind of the same thing. So album three, just to the listeners, if you can get to album three, I think apparently according to Mike Bordnoy, the rest is easy after that. So. There you go, all you young musicians out there listening. So again, Rockstar Hitman uh, available now, and this is uh, it says the first chapter. So uh, you're going to continue writing about this, correct? Yeah, we have the second book in motion, um, largely written, quite honestly. So we're gonna we're looking at um, a street date sometime in the summer. Um, we've got you know a few appearances at Crypticon and some of these horror conventions. Um, you know, they they invite me in because the you know the sort of the collaboration of heavy metal and comic books and Megadeth's got you know had comic books has a new DC Comics comic book. Uh, so there's a, a pretty easy exchange, you know, between the um, you know, the, the fan base is the same to a large degree. And, um, and now being able to walk in with, um, you know, a, a thriller novel, a fictional thriller novel, and, and also now this, this uh, horror film, Dwellers, it's, it's nice. You know, it's nice to show up at the party and actually bring something to the party. You know, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm loving this little phase of life right now. That's great. I don't know, man. You got music and you got the book. You put them together. I I, I see uh, Ellison Broadway Productions coming. Uh, hey, let, let's do it. <laughs> let's go. Come on in. I, I always bring my friends with me. So if it's, come on, let's do it. There you go. I uh, I always, uh, when I've talked to uh, other artists, uh, I always mention Dave Grohl and Corey Taylor is the hardest working men in, in music. I'm going to throw your name in that as well. You got so many projects going on, man. I appreciate it. I, and look, it's all a labor of love. You know, it really is. And I think, you know, the, the, the love of it all shows, you know, and, and we, like, we all know music has changed. The business of music has changed. And, you know, I get a lot of young artists going, oh, how do I get my band out there? What are you doing? And it's like, no, I hate to tell you, but just being in a band isn't enough anymore. You know, it really isn't. And that's where the video games, you know, a lot of people are over on Twitch now, um, I just heard yesterday major label major label record companies are going to TikTok to find their new artists. Oh my god. So uh <laughs> forget playing the clubs, go over to TikTok. Yeah, I mean again, the world has changed, right? Yes. And you know, the the big major label money and the artist development is always with the young people. So if you're young and you're listening, go open up your TikTok account and I don't know, go perform on TikTok. Apparently that's where they're seeking for new new talents and new record deals over there on TikTok. Wonderful. Well, Dave, I thank you for uh, taking some time again. Rockstar Hitman available now. Looking forward, uh, hopefully, uh, the Megadeth uh, record real soon, all your other projects, and to see you guys on the road. I, I'm sure you haven't been home for this long in a long, long time. It's been a while. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's been a while. I mean, we've had stretches, you know, and in between, say, euthanasia and cryptic writings, you know, we had a good year, year and a half off. My son was born, you know, so I've, I've had these these moments, but not not unexpected like this, you know, for they were planned, you know, we're winding down the record, we're going to take some time off, then we're going to start to write, we record, and, you know, there's a, you know, a timeline for that. But this one to be so unexpected, of course, I think through all of us, you know, a, a wobbler for sure. But, uh, you know, look, we're resilience. We're, you know, we're survivors as a species. And, um, you know, we do our best to navigate through it. And hopefully everybody stays safe and healthy and, and uh, we can get vaccinated and get the world opened up and, you know, get on to the 
to the new nor- the new new normal. Yeah, it is. It really. I know it's cliche, but it really is going to be a new new normal. But uh, Dave, uh, thank you so much for the music over the years. I've seen Megadeth many times. Uh, enjoying the book and all your other projects. Hopefully, we'll see you soon on the road. You take care and be safe, my friend. Okay, awesome. Have a good one. See ya.